the yeah king james version numbers 23 22 god brought them out of egypt he hath as it were the strength of an unicorn see and this is what i i get a little frustrated with people who only let's read the kjv because in the later the later versions of the bible it was proven that that is actually misspelled um it's unicron from transformers unicron which okay. makes way more sense because <laughs> obviously he has so much strength he's like the biggest That's of all true. the transformers and you know god said roll out and that strength was a, a, a apparent well see the thing is is that other translations of this bible verse call it a wild ox mm. And I just think that, you know, we should be KJV only because it's the only Bible that knows the real truth that unicorns or unicron are and is real. <laughs> I think it would be fun to see a wild ox, like just a, a like bison or like some kind of like kind of mm -hmm. wild, like dirty, like, you know, cow bison mm -hmm. with just like a curved horn instead of two horns. And then have people be like so majestic. I don't know if it would have the same majesty as the the white uh, furred uh, twisty uh, horned unicorn. Honestly, like a buffalo with a perfect unicorn yeah. horn. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a wild bison. Oh, how majestic! Like, it's I a bison it's, corn. Everything is beautifully, wonderfully made. I guess a so. buffalo corn. Look at this buffalo magical corn. buffalo corn, bred for its skills and magic. <laughs> just galloping among the plains. Ox, ox corn. How how uh, awkward that sounds. Um, okay, so are you guys ready to start? I think so. Let's do it. I'm Zach. I'm Colin. And I'm Bob. And welcome, welcome to, to the, the House Plants Podcast. Podcast. We're here to talk about music, media, and the mission of Jesus. And I yeah. just went before Zach's thing. You did. Because I'm like that this time. Completely different. <laughs> Does that make you mad, Bob? Not really. No. Did, did it feel weird that things were sort of out of control for a minute? <laughs> it, got, it can get a little out of control in here. <laughs> Bob, are you mad that that just made a noise? Jeez, Bob, now you're dropping things. <laughs> you're out of control. Yeah. <laughs> Does that noise annoy you? No, no. It's, it's fine. It's mm. pretty good. It's pretty cool. good. Yeah, Bob's taking it all in stride, apparently. So um, today we are going to continue um, our super humble episode series about how great we've become. Where we get to talk about ourselves mm -hmm. yeah. for an entire episode. We just I think it's important for you to get to know the podcasters every now and again. Where this is this You could call this an update about what's going on with us spiritually. Get to know your friendly local podcasters. But also it's important to <laughs> a spiritual level. So, so, so God always has a pruning process that he does uh, throughout mm -hmm. a, a Christian's right. uh, lifetime. So, um, yeah, we'll continue with that. First, though, we're going to do some worship. And Bob has kind of requested this song. Um, we have been sort of on a bluegrass kick, if you couldn't tell. Um, even the uh, St. Paddy's Day uh, theme, is, as Irish jiggy as it was, did have banjo and was very bluegrass uh, kind of mix because we don't have fiddles or Irish whistles, unfortunately. I, I, I find a bluegrass kick kind of kicks in for you guys about every six to eight months. I, I mean, like. we are in the bluegrass. Yeah, it's a bluegrass uh, you know, which, cycle and the bluegrass is blooming and becoming blue. Which, yeah. I mean, I, I'll admit, I, I actually thoroughly enjoy your guys' take on bluegrass. So, so if you're living in Kentucky, you're already being told that things are bluegrass. Like, even if it's not, like, the, the music, it's like, oh, just hanging. Like, it'll be some thematic thing. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, celebrating a night in the bluegrass. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> and for our 
bluegrass. Uh, Whatever. Yeah. Bluegrass beautiful. Come and have our bluegrass burger. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm like, what does it mean to be in the bluegrass? So if you if you can you know make that like a bluegrass style, we've decided to do like four weeks of bluegrass yes. as we complete this series. We so, got into bluegrass. That's it. Yeah. So um, without further ado, we are going to do a song that uh, Bob requested. Uh, we're going to do our bluegrass version of It Is Well. So here it is.
Daddy, we thank you for this chance to come together and uh, as uh, as men seeking after your heart and uh, talk about our own weaknesses, talk about our struggles, talk about how you've continued to help shape us and grow us and make us into uh, um, men who are seeking after you, um, seeking after that uh, um, uh, after your heart. Um, we ask that you take this time and that you be glorified in it. Um, as we explore who we are and our journeys, we ask that you begin to uplift each other, uh, uplift uh, each one of us. Help us to see and help our audience to see that uh, you're constantly moving through us and shaping us. And where we are today is a product of how you've continued to change and mold us over time. We praise you for the ways you continue to shape us every single day. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Amen. So right. if you're new to this series, we are talking about, um, we're taking an episode each yeah. and talking about a kind of a weakness that mm-hmm. we've had to um, live with, that we've had to go to God and get help overcoming. And we're going to talk about how God has kind of helped us step through those things. Yeah. Um, it's called Perfect in Weakness. Because Zach's it's based on... title, and it's a great title. You know, got to throw that Paul reference in there. That's right. Second Corinthians 12, um, it says, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. Mm. And so that's kind of what, that's what Paul is saying. God says to him. And, um, so yeah, God is working through, uh, even our personal flaws. And as we kind of struggle to submit ourselves more to him, he's working on that. So I want to throw in an extra scripture, um, that apply that'll apply to my episode when it comes. We're gonna do Bob this time, but uh, building on the perfect theme, I also like James one. Of course, it's like my favorite thing ever. Mm-hmm. But starting in verse two, it says, "Count it joy, brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let that steadfastness or uh, endurance or perseverance, some say, have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking yeah. in nothing." Yeah, it's great. So one. that's a very good companion to Zach's uh, scripture from the first episode. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Being perfected, and it's hard. To, like we never will be. That's something until that the very want, end. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's something that people want to shy away from. Is even the process, the idea of like God can perfect you. But um, but that was a command that Jesus gave us: be perfect, be perfect, as your heavenly Father is yeah. perfect. That's a hard thing to tell us to to do, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, our Christian fathers who came before us uh, focus heavily on this idea as well. They call it a Christian perfection. Yeah. Um, it's this idea, and th- those are more of the the Wesleyan tradition might be familiar with the term sanctification, or this idea of every day striving to become more and more Christ, like be, be, mm-hmm. striving more and more for that Christian perfection. Kanye would see. Kanye would say that we we are to be Christ-like, right? Like, and his dad would say that from that one song. You guys know that song, right? Where he something said, being Christ-like, something, yeah. something Christ-like. <laughs> I don't know the words. I but. do know he said Jesus is King and uh, and you my Chick Fil A, which is my favorite. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> is 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 he a prophet? Well, I don't know. I'm just kidding. He's going through some weird <laughs> stuff right now. So <laughs> let's not. Oh, uh, yeah, let's not. Let's not go there. <laughs> but um, no. So Bob, let me ask you this, man. Mm-hmm. Let me just get this started. Yeah. Um. Well. Okay. Do you want to be the question asker? Can I? Yeah, you can if you want. 
Um, but I wanted to I wanted to lay a groundwork too because Zach was started talking about, and I think I actually footnoted him, which I do often. I'm sorry, that is a weakness of mine. But um, one of the things about he said we talk about one of our weaknesses. But what's interesting is that the weaknesses we all chose, I would say, are very central to um, who we were before the pruning process. Mm-hmm. So like a big major one before God started working on us. So I would say that like without God, we would we would have this thing still. These are things that you get stuck in easily if it's something that you struggle with for mm-hmm. sure. And as we become oh, yeah. stronger as Christians, it seems as though God has made that an important particular one. So I don't know if that means it's like our biggest flaw, but I know it's like at least one that we have noticed enough that yeah. God has pruned us out of. Yeah. So anyway... For, for the purpose of the episode uh, that we're mostly talking about ourselves, uh, one of us needs to be the question asker, and as Zach uh, gave me permission, <laughs> I am happy to do it. Because I was going to ask Don't him, let it go to your head. No, I know, right? <laughs> I was going to ask, ask you if you wanted to do it. But, um, okay, so, Bob, we said describe area of growth. Let me just ask you just plainly, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm going to speak plainly here. What the heck's wrong with you, man? <laughs> <laughs> Past tense, no. Where where did you see that weakness in your life in the past? Well, I've mentioned many times before, and even here on the podcast, about how I've always, uh, I've had struggle with anger issues, and uh, um, digging a little deeper, um, digging a little deeper, digging a little deeper. Digging a little deeper. Yeah. Uh, In God's love. (laughs) So so basic. um, I've realized that uh, in a lot of ways it's come down to control. Um, and, and what I mean by that is it's not really, my anger isn't really comes out of a desire to control everything, but for everything to be in some level of control. And I know that might sound a little contradictory, but I'll give you an example. If, if things are going really well, if I'm like an event or something and things are going well, and, um, then I tend to back off. Um, it's the situations in control. I'm not needed, but if I'm at an event where things are not going well, um, things are kind of out of control, then I tend to find myself fighting a desire to step in and make things right. Um, it, it's sure. A, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, so um, again, we, associated or built like right alongside what would be a virtuous thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes yeah, it's, it's not, yeah. it's not necessarily bad on the surface. Yeah. Sometimes like, honestly, it almost feels like that's needed. You know, like oh, yeah. somebody needs to step up. Well, just like situation. with you, Zach, you, yeah. you obviously uh, to provide for your family, you want to have mm-hmm. a good job, like you said last time. So there's a lot of things on the surface that mm-hmm. don't seem to be peculiar. It's really more of a personal struggle that we really get to see, like yeah. the true weakness of it, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and you're right. It's in many ways, it's kind of a, it's kind of an asset. It's almost, a, it's a, it's a, it can be a great gift to have. Mm-hmm. Maybe These I should have just asked you what's going so great with you. <laughs> <laughs> but the big issue often comes when I'm in a situation that can't be controlled. I don't have the power to change what's ah. happening, mm-hmm. and it's in those situations. That you get angry? That that the ang- that I that I find the anger really starting to come out. I now that you mentioned that specific thing, I remember times when you've gotten anxious in those situations. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to call you out for anything in particular yeah. because we haven't worked together like me and Zach. But I know certain yeah. subjects that we talk about, and then we'll get onto a topic where it's like, oh, I wish these people would do this or something, and I'm like, oh, okay. Well, they yeah. they won't. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like this thing won't happen, though. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, so, and, and as I was preparing for this, the uh, got a couple verses that kind of came to mind here. Please. Um, so, uh, you know, Zach, if you want to read the, f- the first one, and Colin, you can take the second one there. Sure. This is Proverbs fourteen twenty nine in the um, is that ESV? Yeah, ESV. Yeah, I think um, I had a typo there. Um, no, it's it's written correctly because you pronounce it that way with a very soft V sound. Okay. ESV. <laughs> so Proverbs fourteen twenty nine. Whoever is slow to anger has great understanding, but one who has a hasty temper exalts folly. You can take this second one too. I'm asking questions. It's fine. All right, and then James one nineteen is. Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. Yeah, and so these are verses that I've had to, uh, mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've wrestled with for quite a bit, just because, obviously, the, I mean, in what I've been talking about, it, it relates very heavily to me, I feel like. So yeah. it's so it's, 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 a, it's something I'm working on, um, and so, but these are things that I often keep in mind, so. Definitely. I like it. Um. So, so would you say that... Okay, so can you give me an example in your life mm-hmm. of something that you have no control over that has made you angry? That's not a question on yeah. your sheet. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, the, the, the very classic, most basic example of this is traffic. Mm-hmm. Um, when, there's heavy, uh, 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 when there's heavy traffic, that's when my road rage really begins to come out. And it, it, it's one of the more... Um, it's, it's probably the area that I um, have... Uh, focused I've not put as much detail into it because it's it's only me who really experiences it when I'm in the car you know usually there's no one else there with me it's like driving to and from work type of situations right and where you know things things get congested I'm like just get out of my way (laughs) if you think that people don't struggle with this um, I advise you to go to YouTube and look up Russian dash cam videos Oh man! People all over the world. I mean, every oh yeah, tons oh, yeah. and tons of people struggle with this. Like, you get kind of annoyed by traffic, and then it yeah. takes you to just your breaking go. point. There's a lot of like videos of people just like jumping out of their car and just like banging on the hood of somebody else's car. <laughs> it happens all the time. And um, Bob, I don't think that you would ever do that. No, no, I, I haven't gotten that bad. No, but I can see you throwing up your hands and yelling at the car in front of you. Just go. You know, <laughs> I, I I do remember there was one incident when I was a teenager and I was in the front seat and my sister was driving. He was a year younger than me. And so she's a young driver. I'm still a young driver, just but I've got one year's worth of experience on her and we're trying to get on the interstate and we're following behind my dad. And uh, <laughs> and um, and some guy comes in and tries to cut us off as we're trying to get on the interstate and my sister being timid, you know, and so she's you know uh, kind of breaks a little bit and slows down and tries to get behind this guy separating us from our dad who we're following who we're trying to follow and i reach over on the passenger side and i slam on the horn i'm not the one driving <laughs> i have no business doing that whatsoever you wanted to make it known that your little sister is very upset with him <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, obviously not one of my proudest moments, but a example of where I've come mm-hmm. from and how that has sometimes um, c- come out in very negative ways. And so, so I'm not going to do a like this isn't a problem for me, but I wanted to tell you an interesting thing that's going on in my life currently that's very pertinent, which is one of the reasons why I wanted you to go first in our series here. Okay. Um. So I'm not going to give very detailed, you know, stuff, but at my current job that I am stepping down from 
there is a lot of things that are basically beyond our control. Mm-hmm. Very frustrating things. Very yeah. frustrating. And so I once was told by someone there, well, you don't have a choice. And I said, really? well, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Sorry. I don't want to get into it. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I remember like, um, kind of like mulling that over for the, for the evening. And I said, I, I do though. That's true. And then you I always yeah. have a choice. Yeah, it's yeah, right. Yeah, so yeah. so no, no, no one's dragging you out of bed and forcing you to go to that particular location to work on on a, on a daily basis. So it reminds me in some ways, it reminds me in some ways of, um, again, going back to that AA thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me let me uh, let me pull this up really quick. The, oh, let me accept the things that I can't Alcoholics uh, Alcoholics uh, Anonymous. Uh, Prayer. Yeah, anonymous. Uh, I don't think it's called a prayer. Even uh, I don't know what it's called, and I don't remember exactly how it's worded, but I know what you're talking about. It's it's the um, grant me the serenity to accept mm-hmm. the things I cannot change, yeah. the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Yeah. Yes. So yes. so in the case of your control aspect with mm-hmm. the, with the traffic, clearly that's not something you can control. Yeah. It's not like you can go yes I can and just step out of your car like in that. Uh, one Michael Douglas film. I'm trying to remember what it's called. Falling down. Falling down and just like leave your yeah. car and go off and be crazy. Yeah. But um, I mean, you still do have the choice to do that. But what I mean is it's interesting that um, I went into sort of a control thing at work. So I'm feeling, I'm feeling re- yeah. related to you yeah. lately. Yeah. Um, now, now, obviously the traffic thing, that's a very, um, uh, uh, it's, it's a very laughable situation in, in some regards. Well, you know? I want to, but but the, but it, there are ways in which it's come out much much more negative. But but yeah, I, I definitely understand, and I will admit, Colin, that even now, um, if just knowing your situation, if I had to put up with the things that you have put up with, I would have been uh, very vocal long before. Uh, yeah. No, we, we have. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Again, I don't want to like towards to, towards management. That is, you know, if, if if I was in your shoes, I would have found myself. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to yeah. drudge up all of that stuff on the podcast. <laughs> but I will. But I will say this: it's it's interesting. I was put in a similar situation. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I. It's interesting. It might be one of those. Uh. You know. God things. Uh. Some people in uh, Kentucky would call it a synchronicity, since we are on some forty thirty something parallel. But uh, that's not that's not how I feel about been, it at all. You've been in some uh, hellier. You've been in some Facebook groups lately. No, no. I'm, I'm making a joke about it. But um. So. So, uh, not that I want to bring up anything too crazy, but beyond yeah. beyond uh, traffic, I know there's some other situations where you know the anger reared its head in in, in serious ways uh, that you couldn't control. Uh, do you care to tell us about a few of them? Sure. Yeah. So um, one one of the ways which it often kind of comes up and is always a test is um, more around the Christmas holiday season. Um, family get-togethers. Yes, mm-hmm. and so it's, it's gonna be it, high it, stress for a lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> and, and so, so for my mom and for Jessica and for a lot of people who know they can like almost mm-hmm. sense the impending like <laughs> arguments. You know, yeah, it can be. It can yeah. be hard. and for me, it's not even the interactions with the family too much. Most of those are pretty pretty good. It's for me, it's it's the business. It's mm-hmm. it, it's being able to because I come from more of I've got many families i've had a very large family bethany's family isn't nearly as large and is trying to balance time with every family appropriately and give them the attention that they deserve um and the timings between all of those and getting from one place to the next 
Um, in some regards, I, I know it's hard, Zach, but in some regards, I kind of envy your situation where you can't be at, at both sides of the family for the holidays. You, you literally have to choose mm-hmm. one family we or choose, the other. We choose as well. Yeah. We, we do like Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah that's one. right. Colin, you're in a situ- same situation yeah. where your parents are in different states. Yeah. If we decide to travel, we set, like, this is when we're traveling. We'll be out for Thanksgiving, which means we're in state for Christmas, you know, or mm-hmm. vice versa. And that seems to work. Oh, the only thing is... Kara's family is also larger than mm-hmm. my my family's. It's pretty much just like you know the the main like just my mom and my sister and my right. mom my mom who's getting married in May. Um, Always exciting. We just all kind of can hang out in one house, but with like Kara's family, she's got like two sides of the family. And, mm-hmm. Uh, they don't always understand, so they're like, "Why don't you come? Why weren't you there for Christmas?" You know, and they just give us a hard time or whatever. But um, yeah, I could definitely see where like every year you have all the family in basically the same area. They're all kind of the, real yep. close to each other. Yeah, right? yep. within within thirty five minutes, mm-hmm. I can I can travel yeah. from one to any so other. So that puts the expectations on you because they know they're they're yep. just down the road <laughs> exactly and so and so each family wants that time together yeah and i'm so i try to get a schedule going and and, and inevitably there's always something that throws off that schedule yeah. and messes it up and so and now this the and, and so with me i tend to be with these situations i maintain control through the mm-hmm. schedule and if we're not on schedule then we're out of control yeah. and and, and, and then things begin just Bob, to spiral ever, um, and fall apart. Do you ever like feel like you are hurting cats? Hurting cats? Yeah, have you ever heard that phrase before? Oh, I'm familiar with the phrase. Um, but is that, is that what it feels like? You've got to get everybody on the same page? No, no, it's, it's not everybody. It's just me and Bethany. Okay. It's, it's getting the two of us on the same page and recognizing this is what we're going to do. And this is and so and so much of it has to do about communication. But then inevitably, someone, right as we're about ready to get pack up and go, somebody does something big that we got to stick around for and it throws things off. And now we don't have so much time over here. Now we got to go over there. And, 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 and now, and, yeah, and it just... it. Yeah, everything just feels. If you wait around thirty more minutes, I'll give you your Christmas gift. (laughs) (laughs) Bob and Bob starts getting a red face and says, "No, every year we always open up the one present on Christmas Eve and save the rest for the morning." (laughs) Sorry, well, everybody's just already opening them, so it's not like a big deal. Just let it. No, I said one present each. I'm Santa Claus now. Let me hand out the presents. (laughs) No, Bob, (laughs) relinquish control. So, but if I'm honest with me, I tend to find the most significant event that really began to show this um, came came with my parents' divorce, and that, okay. I think that's where where the personality in my high school years really began to shift in this way hmm. um, towards this control and anger and out of control, just because I saw my immediate family falling apart before my eyes, and there's nothing I could do to stop it. I mean, that would make a lot of sense to me that you would want to. F- find some way to be able to control that back into harmony somehow mm-hmm. and being upset that you can't do anything about it. That would be terrible. Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah. you know, uh, when I lost my dad when I was 10, I, I don't, I, I don't know if I was necessarily wanting it like to control that, but I was like, well, there's absolutely nothing that I can do as a child mm-hmm. to fix this. Mm-hmm. And you said in high school is when your, your right parents mm-hmm. divorced. So that's even, yep. You're more along the developed path there. Yeah. So you have a lot more mixture of emotions than a child, I think. 
Yeah, and, and so yeah, it was so it was it was very difficult um, during during that time and trying to understand and watching things spiral more and more, um, and so it was a it was an ugly divorce, um, but uh, it just they just flat out just I mean it wasn't any one individual who did anything, but they just could not get along was what it boiled down to, and yeah. so watching the two people you know who I love greatly just begin just you know always fighting and just the anger and vengeance that often came out of those situations it was it was it was hard um and i think yeah. I, and I so i saw myself developing a lot of anger in that and that anger bled over into a lot of other areas and to the point to where in many ways it kind of got um it, it spiraled in many many ways um i don't think i would it was ever abusive towards my wife but there's no doubt that many of it a lot of it showed against her heavily and so over the years and so but but which, which we we which cause you know this one thing mm-hmm. where we worked on heavily you can, oh you uh, mean you mean that that anger has shown up in yeah. situations with your wife absolutely not that you were mad at her necessarily no, no. right it was just right. that you were no, no, experiencing it, those feelings while married it, it, yeah no it, it yeah it just things. It, it affected other aspects of my personality yeah, I understand. that then bled over okay. and gotcha. but rooting it you back you you take your anger out like on other people oh sure yeah, yeah. and yeah. so then they get the uh the luck of like being the bystander at the right place in the right time. <laughs> well, well, I don't know. Does this work, work with you guys as well, where you tend to find that the people that you love the most and are more, you let your guard down the most with tends mm-hmm. to receive the blunt of the worst aspects of, of who you are. Well, that's here's, here's a one thing Wayne once said, Wayne Lee. Do you remember mm-hmm. what he said? Yeah. When you love someone, you, you bear the beams of that love. Yeah. Did, did, is that who said he got that? that? He got that from some book, but yeah. It was like... So you... you yeah. When, the more you care for somebody, the more mm-hmm. you're going to experience the full brunt of emotions. Oh, yeah. 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 And, and so, so I mean, I I mean, I love my wife greatly, but... Especially you know, in a marriage, that's where, like, yeah. you're going to see the dark side of each person. And not yes. to throw Jessica under the bus, because I'm just as guilty of doing what you're describing, but yeah. I, I, I sometimes call myself Jessica's uh, punching bag. The punching bag. And I don't mean that physically, like, she punches me. I just mean that, like, sometimes she'll yeah. get home from work and she'll have a bad day with a manager or something. Mm-hmm. And she'll just be like, whatever, I'm sick and tired of this, mm-hmm. don't touch me. And I'm just yeah. like, jeez. <laughs> what about some kind of punching bag? <laughs> no, but um, so my yeah, yo, it's too, yeah, it's totally typical for one person to like come home in a foul mood, and then it yeah. just like it brings the other person into the foul mood. Yeah, I'm and, more I'm more chilled out at home when I'm at work. If Jessica like asks me something, I have my headphones in, and I'm like really <laughs> upset about work stuff. I'm just like, what? What do you want? <laughs> Sick of this place. That's funny. Um, a lot of this kind of reminds me, um, like the whole thing where like anger is kind of built up from like a different desire and gets like applied to something else. And I know mm-hmm. we're probably going to go into this just from what little bit I do know okay. of your story, but it reminds me of, um, James four one. Um, James four one says what causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? So basically like, you know, it could be like a desire for control or it could be for like status or, um, whatever it is like, those are the things that can cause a lot of conflict mm. because you have that sort of like unfulfilled. And then like, that's where like a lot of times where anger can come from. It's usually not like anger over um, the thing that is being fought over. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, you know, our friend Jared would say the issue is never the issue, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's no. kind of true. Like there's always oh, yeah. something kind of behind it. And I thought mm-hmm. that, um, I thought that James was really wise 
in his view of that that's in scripture oh yeah so. i would have to agree because james is the man I love that i do book. love james um he's got uh, a really cool brother <laughs> does he yeah <laughs> oh that's fun <laughs> So, um, yeah, for a while I was confused, too. Somebody actually hit me with this, and I was, like, totally, like, what? Because there's, like, isn't there, like, you know, the James the Apostle, but mm-hmm. then isn't there James the Brother? James the Brother Christ. The one who wrote Jesus. the book of James is apparently James the Brother of Jesus, right. not right. James. Was it James and John Zebedee or whatever? Yep, I yeah. believe so. So yeah. so there's, like, a one scripture, and I can't remember where it's from, and it's, like, the, it was, like, John, Peter, and James mm-hmm. went together, and I was, like, see, isn't James cool? He's like so cool, and they're like the James from the Book of James isn't the same Apostle James. You know that, right? Yeah, Colin? he's not the disciple. And I was like, "Oh, really?" <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't ever accuse hey. me of knowing a lot about the uh, behind the scenes because I don't know. I only know what I can read in the Bible. Yeah, you got to look up the the Bible's like deep uh, canon timeline yeah, right. explained exactly. in the Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So it would be the Wikipedia for the Bible. I don't know. One of the only deep cut things I know about the Bible is that when casting lots, people don't know what that looks like. It's basically rudimentary D and D. You just have like you have like okay. rocks that have like sides on them. That... Twenty sided lots. Yeah, I'm not kidding. At first, I thought there were sticks, but then I looked it up, and they're actually stones that are like carved with flat yeah. sides. I thought it was um like Watto's chance cube, and then some of them have one of these chance cubes. I have yeah. this chance cube. Yeah. <laughs> You knew he'd win. Somehow you just knew it. <laughs> Sorry. All right. So midi chlorians. <laughs> so so Bob. Um, mm-hmm. One last thing before we move into uh, the way you've grown, I wanted just I wanted to ask you. Um, when it comes to control, mm-hmm. even before you were grown in this way, did you ever seek God to intercede in a situation? Like hmm, what? Question. The reason I ask that is, some people who don't like how things are going will go to God and say, "God, change my situation." Oh yeah, oh yeah. But I think most, well, maybe not prosperity type. You know, like maybe those certain people who think mm-hmm. ask and receive kind of thing. Um, but um, a lot of people who have problems like relinquishing control can almost use God in a controlling way of saying like, well, I don't like this. I'm just going to have God change it for me and make it the way I want it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Wouldn't that be nice? Haven't you, have you ever uh, experienced that kind of uh, control? Um, No, not necessarily that, that kind of control. I never felt like I, you know, tried to strong arm God or or do anything like that. Okay. Um, So it was, it was the more you pursued God, the more you didn't want to have control. You're, you're thinking, is that what you're saying? Um, that might be an interesting. It might be a way of putting it. I um, have a problem in my life, and sometimes I'm like, "Please, God, can you fix this thing for me, please?" Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I, I've definitely had those prayers, absolutely. But um, but but I've also um, from from an early uh, around those same times, I was also digging deeper into scripture uh, um, during those years, and so one of the things I actually came across was a book. Uh, that was talking about the different ways in which people treat God mm. and approach God. And one of which they talked about was the vending machine God, mm. you know, right. Which, which is why I asked. Yes. Yes. Mm. So, you know, if I push these right buttons in the right order, then God, then I just, God's going to give me whatever I want. And that I is walk a form away. of control. Unless the blessing yes. gets like stuck on the like spinning ring thing. <laughs> you gotta, like, hit uh, the vending machine. <laughs> so <laughs> the soda leans against the glass. <laughs> 
or the or the pretzel, pretzel bag or whatever. Yeah. That's your blessing. Okay. And then that that could be my prosperity gospel yeah. sermon. It'd be like sometimes you just gotta kick that soda machine and just kick it and kick it. You will be blessed. Bam. <laughs> Break the glass. Take as many sodas as you want. So, 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 having read and studied a lot of those different type of things, I saw that that type of mentality was wrong from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. It, which is what that book was about. These are the wrong ways in which people approach yeah. God, and so, so, and so, I always try to be conscious of not treating God like a vending machine. So, in that way. Yeah. So, as you came to know God more, you mm-hmm. said this divorce happened in high school. Yeah. But then through high school and then into college, mm-hmm. when when I met you, mm-hmm. you had already begun quite a strong journey towards Christ. Uh, well, I mean, I was I was you were st- involved in ministry. Yes, yeah. Oh, yes, yes. And, and, and that sense, yes. But towards correcting this aspect of my life, not as much. Okay. So where did you start to see the growth in that area? Uh, it was well. It, it it really came out during the college years. In all honesty, or how did it happen? Yeah. I guess is a yeah. Way of um, and so it. As as you know, just, as you get older, you get to learn and see more of who you are, and you begin to really mm-hmm. be, begin to understand yourself and see aspects of yourself that you may not have seen in your earlier years during your teenage years. I would argue that self analysis is very healthy. Yes, some people think it's not. Like you shouldn't, mm-hmm. uh, you know, nitpick over about yourself. I think if it's if if you're in a healthy place where you're saying like, there's there's ways I could be a better me. Yeah. Yeah, and and, yeah. And, and so I've always tried to seek out ways of improving who I am in a lot of ways, and okay. so 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 being being critical of myself and seeking out those faults, and and so I so as a result, there's definitely been a desire for me to change, and I bring that specifically because a lot of people who are going through these same things, they don't really desire to change. Mm-hmm. They, they, they don't. They might give it lip service, but they don't put any sort of action. They don't. They don't make any effort towards yeah. trying. And what I found is that is that if you seek out, if you have a true earnest desire to change, God will help you change. He will walk with you. He will guide you. Mm-hmm. But if you don't want to change, then chances are God's not going to do much in that process. And God knows. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, he, yeah, he he sees deep into the desires of your heart. He knows the difference between and the lip so, service and the desires. Yeah, that's this is, interesting. Yeah. This is why I bring up the James 4-1 thing, because, like, out of your desires comes, like, different stuff. So, mm-hmm. like, if you have, like, these misaligned desires, that's where, like, fights and quarrels can come from. Oh, yeah. But if you allow God to kind of change your desire and you, like, give yourself over to what the Holy Spirit is trying to do in you to sort of like refresh those desires more for what God would want. Mm-hmm. That's when more holy things come out of you. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of the um, less spiritual real world situations, which we, we find this really playing out is like people who um, the most extreme example is people with like drug addiction or alcoholism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so oftentimes it's, it's said that, you know, you got to wait for them to hit rock bottom. Yeah. And the, and, and why is that? Because they need to get to a point to where, they see how bad it is, and they uh, to get to a point where they want to change. Yes, um, a, you can't just like make somebody go to rehab as mm-hmm. a punishment and expect that it's going to like change them. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And, and, and so, so this whole idea—I mean, the more Western, more modern proverb—you know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. You know, you can't force someone to change who doesn't really want to change. So, yeah. um, 
so we've talked about the Beatitudes several times in the past couple of months in our different series that we've went mm, through. Yeah. I like that we've gone through each of them individually and kind of talked about what they're what, what he's saying, what Jesus is saying with them. But I, I, I think what we're discussing now is verse 6 of uh, chapter 5 of Matthew, which says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. And that's an interesting way of thinking about seeking to to be better. I like that. Because... I like that a lot. It's interesting. It's like we're so thirsty and hungry, like, you know, starving to be righteous. Because mm-hmm. as you starve towards it, God will feed it to you. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And so it's interesting, too. I don't want to get into this too big. It's a big can of worms. Oh, yeah. But you talked about how, you know, we can still not choose God like this far along. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, Some would say that's not true. Uh, So what's interesting is to look at certain scriptures like that and just, I believe that, I believe that God and you, the, the real relationship, if you want to call it like a relationship with God is always going to be a sort of back and forth where you never fully like are perfect with him, but Mm -hmm. you're always trying your best. And that's like Mm -hmm. a good place to start. I think the Holy Spirit helps us out with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I also think that scripture hones true. The you know if you're thirsty for righteousness. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Then then you will be satisfied because mm-hmm. God will feed that to you. And, and maybe that's part of why I've always leaned towards this idea of accountability and judging and you know wanting people to call me out and things like that, which apparently is not nearly as common as I originally that, thought it was in early college. That is true. I I remember Bob, you would always talk about like. Um, if I lash out or if I get angry or controlling, I want you guys to call me out. And it got to the point to where um, when we were serving in campus ministry, Bob would often run sound mm-hmm. and, you know, Bob would often like have his opinions for like the band and like what we should do. And there's been times where like me or um, I remember our friend Brandon one time mm-hmm. told you, Bob, shut up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't remember that instance specifically, but I probably deserved Bob, it. Bobby. I think he said Bobby in a loving way. Shut up. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Just, <laughs> oh, I love it. That tough love. <laughs> that tough love. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So we've, we've <laughs> talked about your desire a little bit. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I do think that for all three of us, the further the, the further we seek after God, the the more we're pruned in, in the ways yes. that we need to be. But tell us about um your your lady. Is that what you call her? Your lady? No, your bride. That's it. Your bride. <laughs> yes, my, my my bride has been an incredible aspect in this in this area throughout the years, and so she's put up with all my crap. Um, but on top of that, she's also helped me quite a bit. She's the most patient person I've ever known um, which I am extremely grateful for because no woman should ever have to put up with as much garbage as I've given her over the years Wow! and so I mean so her patience has been instrumental in really helping to guide me along in a lot of ways and so she, I, so she, her patience has rubbed off of me in a lot of ways and making me more patient likewise uh, some of my lesser uh, qualities have arguably rubbed off on her she's not um, I've noticed in, in more recent years as tiredness really takes over and exhaustion is taken over to her in some regards i've noticed that she's not nearly as patient in some regards as maybe she was in earlier years and i have to you know um we we have to call each other out on those types of things and 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 most caring way possible but uh 
but yeah, but but her her patience over the years has been instrumental in helping me deal with this and recognize that I don't always have control and I'm not going to have control and I've got to accept that mm. in a lot of ways. I remember, well, <laughs> this is not a, I do have a testimonial now. Yeah. I remember on more than one occasion, Yeah, you and Bethany have this sort of like grab language and I don't mean that to sound crude or anything, but it's literally like you'll start talking or she'll start talking and either one of you will grab the other person's leg. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Right about the knee. Right about the knee. Yep. <laughs> and it's just this like, okay, you're yep. going off on a tangent. Yep. Okay. Yep. You're right trying to in. control the things. Right <laughs> in. Um, yeah. So, so like, you know, we'll be playing board games or something like that and Bob will be like, well, I just happen to have the rule book here and it says, and then Bethany will just like grab your knee <laughs> and you're like, or we could just play, whatever. <laughs> it's not a problem. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, so, so, okay. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Um, so, Next, but, next you have practice yes. on here. Where, it, where are we at with that? Yeah, well, it's it's, it's just the, the daily practice of relinquishing control. Mm. And just and recognizing good practice. Yes. And and just recognizing that, you know, I'm as I said previously, I'm not always gonna have that control. And I've got to accept that. Things aren't always gonna go my way. Period. And so so and just dealing with that on a regular basis and in some cases even seeking out ways to give up control. So you're going and to that put, is that is hard. Yeah. You're going to put that dollar fifty in the machine. The Mountain Dew bottle leans against the glass and doesn't fall. And you turn with a smile to the person waiting behind you and say, "Ah, all right." And then you just like walk off. And the person <laughs> goes, "No problem." The person goes, "Hey, man, now I can't get mine because it'll just get stuck behind that one. That's not. It made my day worse." <laughs> I could care less. I have relinquished control of the situation. Yes. <laughs> it is in your hands now, buddy. So, but the last the last big example that I found is is has come up more recently, and that's through parenting. Um, Bethany's even made a comment to me a couple weeks ago to where she's noticed um, some of that really starting to creep up, and she sees me trying to press it down um, because I've got a now a little girl that I'm taking care of. And things don't always go in control. And now it's not just affecting me, but it's affecting someone who I mm. care about greatly. And Babies are very hard to control, are they not? Yes. Well, it's, it's not just control, <laughs> but it's the situation surrounding them. So yeah. um, my, th- this little uh, foster daughter of ours, she's got some medical concerns. And as I'm dealing with bureaucracies and, 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 and staff um, who just really don't seem to care that much, it's like, well, I can get you an appointment for this time. And if you can't make that, then we can delay it for another month or two if you want. You know, it doesn't matter what your schedule really looks like. You're going to bend to our needs and desires. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, then I, I so there's just, there, there's just a lot of frustration that comes with that. And trying to keep that frustration from turning into anger, it's, it's a challenge. So I just got to say off topic, Baby Rose is a little cutie. Very cute, especially and, in that uh, denim jean jacket. You <laughs> and I love that oh, yes. one picture on Facebook, hipster. and it's like I think it's I think it's your or your or Bethany's mom uh, holding her, and yep, your I'm sister's mom. in the background with almost like what looks like a smug, like disdainful face. <laughs> She's just like uh. Bethany pointed that out as well. Yes. Oh my yes, goodness, that, that's that, that's amazing. And it's like it's hilarious. As much as you see her in the background, and that's like the smug thing, you can't like yeah. take your eyes off of uh, Baby yeah. Rose. Was a yes. smile. Now, so. I will yeah. say that knowing my knowing my sister who's in that photo, that she didn't intend to have that look. And she, oh it, yeah, no. Yes. I know. And so the, the implications of what that look seems to suggest is not truly who sure. she is by any means. But 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 it's hilarious that it came out like that. Mm. But um, 
I would say that um, Baby Rose looks like she is always experiencing a lot of joy, and I would yeah. say you guys are a big part of that. Uh, yes, but I'm it's so frustrating when she won't eat. It is so frustrating when she won't eat. <laughs> Listen, control freak. Tone it down. You're at a nine. Bring it to a four. Yes. All right? Yes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yes. So, so uh, Zach had an aha moment. Do you have an aha moment? Probably one of the bigger aha moments that this is a problem that I need to start addressing occurred in college. Um, I remember this night very vividly, and that involved the fact that, you know, at this age, at this point in time in our lives, we were broke college students. Plain broke. You know, working as much as we can, but it was brutal. We had. So, Are you still driving Bob's Blazer? This, I, 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 no, no. This was actually after the Blazer because we were married by this point in time. Yeah. Oh yeah. So do you I know do, that? Do you know that for years when you made that a title of that that song title, I thought you meant a blazer a as in a sh- jacket. I need to pay more attention to lyrics. I haven't friend. heard it. I haven't heard you oh, play okay. it, so I just assumed that's what it was. I'll, I'll play it for you later. I do remember you guys having one cell phone, and yes, like, you could. You could call, but you never knew which, which one, one you were, were going to get. get. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, right. and so so and because that's all we could afford, you know, was one cell phone, and even then, I think we were on like my mom's Listen, ten dollar plan. We are we are uh, ten dollar additional luxuries. Line. We are we are so coddled by our luxuries. Yes. I I have I have I would never lose respect for somebody who has one yeah. cell phone. Well, but but, but look it's, back it's, just fifteen years ago, and that was like not yeah. that uncommon, so, <laughs> somewhat yes. normal. Which is exactly when this was, took place was about fifteen years ago, and mm-hmm. I've had a Go phone for a few months. Could you guys text on that phone? We 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 actually did not pay for the texting. No, no, we yeah. didn't have texting. So that was another thing too. You couldn't you couldn't yeah. text them either. Yes, which was all which good. Create yeah. a lot of social issues. Again, we are coddled yeah. by our luxuries. Yeah, but definitely. During this particular incident, um, Bethany had the cell phone and she had been out and about. And I remember specifically because this was Tuesday because we had our Tuesday night worship service at the BCM, and so she was late meeting up with me, like hours late. Um, and so I've been trying to call and reach and get a hold of her for where she is. And I could not get a hold of her at all. And, and it was so frustrating. She eventually showed up at the BCM where I was for the worship service that night. And when she came in, I saw her and I ran up to her and I said, where have you been? I've been trying to get a hold of you. And just kind of just blah, 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 blah. It's all coming out, you know. And um, and some people took notice of that that were around. And they brought it up to some of the other leaders that were there who um, – and so after the worship service, I'm packing up all the sound stuff like we do every week. And uh, and they came over to me and says, hey, Bob, can we talk for a moment? And I said, yeah, sure. What's up? And uh, they explained to me that, uh, that that they had caught wind of what took place earlier and that it's okay for married couples to have fights, but it's not okay for those to always be in place in public spaces like these. It's it was an inappropriate place for that type of conversation that happened. Okay. And, it was that, that, and so, which kind of caught me off guard, but I respected the individual greatly. And so I thanked him heavily for, for bringing it up. And, I, and it, it stuck with me so much because I've taken it to heart so much. And it was at that point that I really began to evaluate that situation and realize hmm. a lot of the anger that I was going through and experiencing. And so, it, and so that, that really begin to bring it to light to really begin to the very long journey of dealing with it over yeah. time. And, okay. Um, so last, last little bit here. Um, so the, the final question is name some things you have learned from growing in this area. I think that you've already listed a few of those, Sure. but if you want to elaborate, I would almost rephrase the question and say like, what are some, uh, what are some, 
things. What are what are some mm-hmm. insights that mm-hmm. you that you now use in your real life? Gotcha. So I got to. The first one is that planning and preparing is not bad, but it, it like most things you can take it too far. Mm-hmm. So you can take a good thing too far and make it bad. I I would I would say that you're right. Um, yeah. A good example would be my mom. Uh, in the past when we would go camping she would load we now have that Suzuki Forenza outside I don't know if you've seen that mm-hmm. but for years they used that as the camping packing car and they okay. would load it up so much to like the very very brim with stuff to take mm-hmm. for like a five day camping trip and they would have like a you know like, well you gotta make sure you don't run on the marshmallows right so they would have like <laughs> a full kitchen of like you know dishes and they uh-huh. would have all like just jugs of food and all of this stuff and I would I would say like you know we we do, we really don't need all of this stuff, <laughs> and then uh, they the one camping trip they like kind of broke the car because they weighed it down too much. Wow. Oh wow! And I and I <laughs> wow. said like don't bring all this stuff. They're like no, we understand what our problem was, and I was like what? It's like we didn't bring a hitch trailer to pack it in. Next time we'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, you can plan a little too much. That's what I was yeah. gonna say. Sorry. Yeah. So go on. No, no, you're fine. So the, the second thing that um, is is to let go of the things you can't control. Uh-huh. So which which you brought up earlier, Colin. Mm-hmm. Serenity to serenity. accept the things yeah. I can't change. I always forget that the word serenity in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yes, and so so if I can't if you can't control it, let go of the situation. And so um, when that in a lot of ways that's kind of where um, and it, one way in which I've learned to let one one tool that I use to let go is with music. Um, and uh, and I believe it is well with my soul. It is well is is one of those mm-hmm. songs that often comes up to kind of bring me back down and to let go. And so, which is why that song specifically is is so important to my life. Is it also maybe because of the story of the song too? Like you're familiar with the story, right? The story is yeah yeah. yeah. We we've actually talked about the story previously yeah. on the podcast, and so. Um, yeah, the, the story is is quite tragic in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, and I will admit that when like when I lost my dad, um, that this song was playing on repeat. Um, sure. And so it was, I kind of had a, at that time I didn't have as deep of an understanding of the story as I do with since I've been with you guys. Yeah. But uh, but it, even still, I, I knew that there was some level like losing family and things was definitely part he of the writing process. His business in the Great Chicago Fire, mm-hmm. and then he sent his kids and his wife. Yep. Over across the Atlantic. Yep. And then they shipwrecked, in which only his wife survived. Right. And yeah. she, she, she. Oh, right. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Uh-huh. And, yep. She sent a telegram, uh, telegraph back, uh, saying, um, "Arrived alone," or something yeah. along the something, uh, so, like that. Yeah, something yeah. along those lines. Sad so, times. Yeah. And so, so that, so that song has meant so much, just because. I, I know there, there's something about those lyrics, and it, mm-hmm. that, that is just it is such a powerful song to me. It's it's probably one of the best hymns to ever yeah. make it to the modern generation. Yeah, and probably the last thing that 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 I've really taken away is that communication solves a lot of these problems before they even come up. I agree. I'm a big communicating uh, 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 progenitor. Mm-hmm. Is that the right word? Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, my wife gets frustrated with me because I will sometimes repeat myself or rephrase myself in different ways that sound quite similar but it's caught me it's caught uh, it's caught the situation a couple times when i might rephrase something and only to and it's like oh wait a minute you you mean it that way and it's like yeah 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 that that way yeah and so even though it might be the same thing kind of just reiterated and so repeating in some way some regards it's it's helped out a lot 
I have to, well, Jessica's an introvert. You guys know this. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's interesting that my strength is communication. Her strength is like wisdom, like that's kept in and discernment mm-hmm. and things. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times uh, in the past, she would not tell me what was wrong until like way later. Uh, but now we have such a good communication that she waits until like a good time until she's got all of her thoughts together and then we'll we'll, we'll have a good talk about it. And so it's made a great mix where I don't just immediately go, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. And she just says, <laughs> now she's like, well, we'll talk about it. You know, it's, yeah. I'm tired right now. We'll get a chance to discuss this out later. As a natural introvert, I can kind of relate to that in a lot of ways. If, mm. if you catch me right in the moment, oftentimes I'll just rant and words will be all over the place. But if you give me time just to, to, get, to, to calm myself down, gather my thoughts, yeah. then I can really... Put, put to words properly what needs to be said in a lot of ways. Bob, we appreciate you uh, kind of sharing yourself tonight. Um, Thank you for bearing your soul. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, um, I, I thank you for letting me be the question asker. Um, we just thank you all uh, for listening tonight. Uh, Absolutely. Th- thanks for uh, checking us out. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just wanted to say again, I'm sorry if we've had any technical errors as far as audio quality. This is just a a transitional phase for us there's there's been some weeks where we've had some setup issues but um we really appreciate you guys sticking with us um oh yeah next week you're gonna get to hear uh the ugly truth of this guy so that'll be fun and uh <laughs> you get to hear about my my biggest weakness which is i wouldn't say it's I, i'm completely out of the woods on but i've come a long way um but yeah mm-hmm. so check us out on um all the places you get your podcast. Um, if you find that you enjoy the new music you've been hearing lately, get on the Patreon because we're uploading new songs to the albums every yeah. week Every or Tuesday, so. yeah. And um, we're going to probably upload in the near future some more goofy B-roll com- commentary type stuff. And uh, so, yeah. Um, no, it, it's, it's been really good. I've been good. I'm glad to see some of your all's, uh, some of your works that we've uh, featured on the episodes coming to coming to the Patreon as, as downloadable exclusives. It's been really nice. Weirdly enough, the quality of the music has gotten better. Yeah, um, it has. So, so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll maybe break that down at some point. But, um, but yeah, thank you for listening, and we will catch you next time. Peace. Like a river.